0: Like, wait 24 to 48 hours after Ghost Pepper to to engage in any kind of...
1: Hi, this is Genevieve.
0: And this is Steven.
1: And this is The Baggage Claim, a safe haven to speak your truth.
2: Stu Cookson is the host... Producer... Co-founder...
1: Of the Rebrew Podcast Network.
2: And today, he is here to discuss... Relationships, cheating, and podcasting. We're rifling through another person's baggage.
1: Emotions not only of sight and sound but of mind a journey
2: into treacherous seas
1: whose only boundaries are that of the
2: human heart that's the signpost up ahead
1: your next stop the, the baggage, baggage claim.
0: claim uh we i did the myself and my buddy tank uh started a, a podcast called the rebrew podcast back in 2015 Um, Because of circumstances that we're going to get into later in this podcast, uh, I had to move from Auburn, where I was at at the time, back to Mobile. So that kind of went on hiatus. But Tink, being the fucking powerhouse that he is, picked it up and ran with it. And since then, he's turned it into a legitimate network. We've got a few different shows. We've got Game Draw, which I I co-host, where we discuss just video game culture and lore, silly video game lore. Um, we're bringing back the Rebrew podcast, which is where he and I would sit down and have a themed beer and talk about whatever bit of pop culture we wanted to. Um, we've also got Soda Pod, which is a soda review. Uh, soda and junk food kind of. But we th- they do more ranting about whatever while they happen to have a soda. And we've also got Tales from the Scary Thing, um, which is a horror retrospective as well as groans of castamere which i think they're about to rebrand but that was a uh, game of thrones retrospective which they're now turning into more of a sci-fi fantasy kind of thing now that game of thrones has ended they have to transition to something else yeah you have to move on we all have to move on (laughs) i think i'm just
1: gonna keep making game of thrones podcasts do it Just keep going.
2: Well, look at the way they did Star Wars. Those movies were over from 1983 onward until '99, and they just continued to get people to write books about it. Why not just expand the lore? Oh
1: yeah, that's true. Oh god, that pissed people off so much.
2: Especially considering the books are still going.
0: Yeah, they're not finished yet. He's still he's still working. He's still like on season three at this point. It's just there's so much that's. But you have one hell of a repertoire. Of different
2: I, different fingers and different pies that you are constantly different
1: kinds of pies. Yeah,
2: that you can kind of go back and forth to, and it's a varied um, a varied degree of topics. I like the soda idea a lot. Or, you know, just reviewing weird things you have to taste it and it forces you to kind of step out of comfort zone which is it, super cool
0: probably so the funny thing about soda pod is uh we've got scott who's doing it in la and we've got brian who's doing it in birmingham and for the two of them to like figure out either a what sodas they want to do that's available in both, both locations places, yep. or it's probably our most expensive podcast too because just like do you know how much it is to ship a, a two liter of soda across the country more than you'd think. I believe it because
2: it's something that's uh, consumed. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So it's...
0: And yeah. they it's, it
1: can break apart Yeah, in it's, shipping.
0: It's one of those things where they're just like, man, we had to spend $50 so that I could have this shitty cactus cooler. <laughs> <laughs> now on that show,
2: have you guys uh, stretched out into drinking things that aren't necessarily available
0: anymore? Uh, they haven't done that really. Again, availability and money are the two big things there. Uh, for some reason, Scott drank vinegar at one point. That was fun. Um, that's a soda. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's called soda pod, but they're just like, fuck it. It's liquid. Let's try it. (laughs) Well, back to
2: when did you decide that the military was what you were going to do?
0: I, I grew up primarily my, my dad was in the Coast Guard for mm-hmm. 20 years my mom had joined in 2004 uh, she had been in the Coast Guard way back when and then she joined the uh, the, the army in 2004 uh, 2000 2003 2004 time frame so she actually joined up went to Kuwait um, f- for the initial invasion did some stuff uh, and then came back and then she got out after her tour uh, she married my stepdad he had been in he just retired actually they've He's been in for 33 years. So I grew up around it. I knew that it was uh, something I wanted to do. Um, more for the... I was, I've was. i always been in that weird, like... At, at that point in my life, it was like, uh, I feel it's like it's my duty to do this mm-hmm. and go fight yes. for my country and American freedom. Which and, is interesting to me.
2: And it's something that I don't know that I've ever really sat down and talked to anyone about. I don't know if you have either, uh, Genevieve. But the idea of having that feeling and it not being something that is pressured onto you, but you generally have that feeling. And that's not something that I can understand. I know
1: a lot of people who got into the military through like their relationships, like a lot of people kind of, oh, I'm going to get married at 18 and go do the military thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's usually (laughs) that. That always works out. Yeah,
2: it's usually that. (laughs) It's usually I want to move somewhere or I'm going to get stationed here because... Ex, you know, whoever I lives there. I don't want
1: to go to community college. Yes,
2: that. But the idea of being in the military because you, you really
1: love America.
0: Yeah, like that's very, very interesting. And it, honestly, looking back, it was super naive. Like of I was all, no, I was course. all fucking apple pie and Captain America, and it was one of those things where if I've always said if I could go back in time, I'd have stolen my own lunch money. Um, but like at the at the time, <laughs> I really did. I I, and I I blame a lot of it on the. Uh, uh, I, I was probably more right wing in a lot of my beliefs than I'm comfortable with admitting at this point. But well, no, you were how old? I was 17.
2: You're still a kid. Yeah,
0: I
1: didn't I know mean, what the fuck I was talking yeah, about. You went to MGM.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's. Well, it was really funny. I, I spent two years in MGM. I also did two years up in a little, little, little place called Beulah, Alabama, which is outside of Opelika. Uh, which is outside of Auburn. That's how far I have to break down where that is. Uh, 600 kids, grades 6 through 12. They had 98 kids graduate high school, and that was the biggest graduating class they'd ever had from that school. Wow. Yeah. But no, it's
2: understandable to not necessarily be set in the ways or the path, especially politically or any kind of like social structure when you're 17 because you're still getting your feet wet and you're still kind of figuring out your way in life and you're just actually beginning.
0: What's really funny about it is that my – so my social leanings were very left. I've always believed in equal rights no matter mm-hmm. what, gay, straight, trans, whatever, holy an alliance. Um, but like, again, politically – and it was really funny because you mentioned the punk rock. Like I was – my idea of punk rock at that time because I had – very white bread parents mm-hmm. was uh oh I'm gonna listen to Green Day and it's of course. I fucking mean this, is, this is the fucking most this is the most out there music yeah fuck Bush. Like you don't even know what that American means. American idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and through all that to still be like, I'm gonna join the army and I really I believe in what they're doing and this and that. And it was one of those things too where especially once I got into because I went to Iraq when I was nineteen and uh i can't imagine I, I was a combat medic so i was constantly dealing with local people that live there and i you know it was one of was a great experience because it was totally eye-opening for me in that no matter where you go there you are the people there they want their kids to be able to go to school without being you know blown up or killed or anything like that they want they, they want their kids to have an, ed- an education a better life than they had when they were growing up um and I wholly understand the issue of us being there, being you know, it was one of those things where I was like, "Oh no!" I mean, we're we're making things better, but at the same time, it's worse. And you know, it's it's you know, kind of a, that being conflicted with your own beliefs, yeah, like you're face to face, it. like, "Oh
2: shit!" Literally in the middle of it, yeah. Which is something that I feel like a lot of people have a general idea about other cultures without ever thinking. Of what you just said, which are, these are, these are people. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are doing the same things we're doing, trying to... Not my people. Yeah, exactly. All of these people want the same damn thing for the most part. Yeah. But there's extreme, extremists and radicals everywhere. Oh, because yeah. Because we don't have a car bomb go off in a major city five times in, you know, a week. If that happened, well, that'd be a big terrorist thing, and now we're going back to war. Yeah. That's an everyday occurrence. Well, we're
1: getting so used now to the, uh, the, the shooting. mass shootings. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, all right. So, how long into being in the military before some of those initial naive patriotic, patriotic uh, beliefs started to be deconstructed?
0: Two years, um, and that was that. You know, so I joined in seventeen. I went I joined at seventeen, back in two thousand six. Jesus, uh, I was in. Iraq, all through 2009 to 2010, so like June to June, uh, and then six months later I was in Afghanistan. So during that initial tour, you know, I was I was meeting with people, um, getting you know that was my that was my college year, I guess the best way to put it. Like hey, you know, I'm out here and I'm talking to people and I'm meeting people and I'm getting. We were at an international base, so I was talking to Brits and Scots and Germans and Dutch and, you know, people from all over the world who were all there, you know, and had a a vaguely common common understanding of what we were doing there, what the job was, but who all had vastly different political opinions and leanings and experiences, and I got to sit and talk with most of them, and that was just... It's important. Yeah.
2: It's really... I, I wish, again, that more people would get the chance... Or take the
0: chance. Go overseas. Talk to somebody. Go overseas. Talk to people. Travel.
2: People are so afraid to travel. Down here in this part of the country, um, you tell someone you're going abroad, be careful. Yeah. better be careful. They don't like Americans there. Oh, God.
0: Um, But yeah, and then uh, through all that time, I was also married, uh, and I got divorced while I was overseas. Where where was she? She was uh, back in Auburn. Okay.
1: So, you got married before you went? I game. got married
0: uh, three weeks before I left. At 17? 19. Okay, at 19. Okay. Yeah. Which was, may as well have been 17. I mean, it was no, still, there's, yeah. <laughs>
2: there's not too big of a difference. Yeah, um, no, we were
0: married, and it's this is funny now. Uh, now, uh, we actually, our divorce papers got filed on the day that would have been our one year anniversary. So how long did you guys last as far as like really being together as a couple? We'd met late in high school. So we'd probably been dating for maybe a year and a half when we were like, when I got the word that, Hey, you're going to, to Iraq, which is the only reason we got married. Um, it's like, Oh no, I'm going to Iraq. We're going to, we're going to, I want to make sure you're taken care of. If anything happens to me and I love you and we're going to beat these odds. We won't just be a statistic. Spoiler alert. We were just a statistic. Um, And it was one of those things where both of us were just way too young. And everybody was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I was like, no, we're different. Um, (laughs) And and it was one of those things where both of us made a lot of mistakes going into it. Uh, I know for me, like, it was... I had internet access over there, and I was getting on, like, chat sites and talking to people, and a couple of them were like, hey, we'll show you our boobs, and I was like, let's do it, and then she found out about it, and that was pretty fucked up, but then at the same time, I'm pretty sure she was, like, going out and making out with dudes, and both of us were just in a terrible, terrible situation. How old was she? No, she was also 19. Okay. Same age. It's no big surprise
2: that this was happening when you're both, again, so young.
0: Yeah so for serious serious so, relationship yeah, so
2: still in need of
0: adult supervision
2: that well, <laughs> and also just true experience oh yeah Being and then
1: a- like you're not together i mean if you're not together you're in hot blooded 19 year old and you're not in the same room with your
0: partner we also like, are we also were the people that we lost each other's virginity to the night we got married much, much more her idea than it was mine, I promise. But it was one of those things. Was it,
1: was it hot? Like, was it love? Did you feel like this is love?
0: I, I, yes, but I didn't know really what love felt like. Now I recognize it. And now I recognize that, yeah, we were in love, but there were so many outside pressures and uh, we never had a chance to like, if I had not deployed, if I had stayed in college, or if something like that had happened, like, I think we could have had a better chance going forward. But probably wouldn't
2: have gotten married so soon.
0: No, not at all. Y'all yeah. probably would have,
1: like, lived together for a few years, had a great relationship, maybe. no nah,
0: her, her family was a little bit more old-fashioned. Like, her family considered it oh. shacking up, so it would have been one of those things where that probably would not have happened, but Yeah. Um, we were each other's first a lot of things.
1: Do you think that if um, virginity wasn't held on the pedestal that it was, do you think y'all would have been as quick to get married?
0: Probably not. I it, Well, so, again, the most of the thing for me was if you are in the Army and you die overseas, everything's going to go to your next of kin. So in my instance, that would have been my dad and my mom but I wanted her to make sure that – plus, if you get married, she's on your life insurance, which is fucking sweet, and your health insurance, which is super fucking sweet. So she had a couple of conditions I wanted to make sure that she was taken care of with uh, – which, again, she was on her dad's insurance, and he had the same – because he was in the military. He, it's the same shit. So either way, she would have been fine. Um, but at the, at the time, it was me like, I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a man. We're yeah. going to have this good relationship, and we're going to do this right
2: was a lot of that about being a man This like this idea because on our last episode we did talk about and i'm sure we'll talk about it again the the kind of masculinity
0: there was a lot of that yeah there was a there was a lot of because i've i've been i've been kind of a a scrawny nerd my entire life and so getting into the military and getting self-confidence and then this is also the point where i started getting uh, not to get narcissistic, but like I started getting good looking because yeah. I was, you know, like kind of acne faced, like again, scrawny nerd kid all through high school who had a quick mouth. Like that was my only thing was I could be funny sometimes. Um, and then coming out, you know, I've gotten, I've got a little bit of muscle mass to me and I've, I've my jawline starting to come in and I can actually grow a beard. And I'm like, Oh, you glowed up, yeah, I yeah. glowed up. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm a handsome mofo. I can do whatever I want. And then, Becoming overconfident before compensating back to just a regular self-confidence kind of thing. Yeah, that was a lot of it too.
1: You got too hot too quick?
0: Too hot too quick and I didn't know what the fuck to do with it.
1: That's what happened to me when I was 20. I was just dorky my whole life and then the second I got hot, I was just like I need to bottle this and sell this and then I stripped for five years.
2: Out of the way bitches! <laughs> well, I feel like again when you're 19 and 20 it's a great, great age to Get on that hot streak where you got somebody over here. And you're go talking, yeah.
0: fuck. Yeah, when you are yeah. you got five or six people. Be safe. Yeah. Wrap that shit up. Be on birth control. But go and fuck and get it all out of your system. It's not a special secret thing. You know, be with somebody that you want to be with. but Have
1: some long relationships. Have some fuck arounds.
0: Have some super short relationships. Like have a two
2: hour relationship. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is what you do is if anyone's listening and hasn't done this yet, here's a, here's a tip. Have a good relationship that's solid. If it breaks up, if it doesn't break up, great. You have a love that's wonderful. If it does break up, have as many conquests or side things or little relationships as you can until you have that next thing come around. Because a lot of times, especially with a lot of guys, the, the mind is just going to wander, especially if you have a lot of time on your hands. Again, like you did, you're in a foreign country with internet access yeah and you're talking to a cavalcade of different people yeah it, you know it's you feel bulletproof i would imagine because you're so far away what the fuck are they going to do to you oh yeah what
0: no, are they do to you? it's i mean you know the old joke about different area codes like fuck that different country codes like yeah. the only time you have access to me is if i can get a satellite phone like what you know yeah. but then you know don't get don't get too cocky because shit happens and sometimes shit gets leaked and, you know, there's all kinds of craziness out yeah, there, but
2: 100%. be,
0: be a good person. I've definitely, I've in my life, I've done some very regrettable things and 90% of the things that I regret are in relationships with women. I did not have, I, I, it's not that I didn't hold women in a high appeal. I just had, I, I, I objectified them to a, to a pretty unfortunate extent. And I also had this like fuck you got mine mentality for a long time Mm -hmm. and i still like that's to this day is one of my biggest regrets is just how i treated people who i considered friends and who considered me friends because sex can be and very often is a toxic
2: thing and a lot of times it is about control again we talked about that last week with ryan
1: yeah it's impossible to have two people without there being some kind of power play Mm -hmm.
2: yeah 100. Well, yeah, that's, and it's
1: just how toxic is this going to be? How much? How much are we aware of it enough to apply wisdom to like not make it this terrible thing?
0: Well, a lot of it for me was just validation. Like, uh, once upon a time, I used to when I was when I was at my single most depressed. Uh, coming probably this is about 2013. I would post. You know, I was I was, I'd just come back from Afghanistan. So I was in good shape. Um, and I would post like nudes to Reddit threads, uh, just cause like people would, you know, like, Hey, good body. And I'm like, fuck yeah, there's that, there's that serotonin I needed. There's that <laughs> dopamine bu- push that I was looking for. Like, and it was just one of those things where I was using, uh, sex as a form of validation and sort of to f- fulfill that desire to be anything to be to, enough yeah to feel anything i you know it's it, i was repressing emotions so much you know i uh, ptsd symptoms and things like that going on and just coming out of never dealing with the emotions that i felt coming out of the divorce and owning up to my particular part in it that i was just like nah, i'm going to bottle all of this up and then i'm just going to feel anything else well uh, how long did it take for you to find
2: a substantial relationship once you were in the military past the the divorce. What was that like? Well, How long did it take?
0: Um, I had dated a couple of people uh, coming back, both of whom I'm still pretty close friends with, mm-hmm. and that was good. So th- I, I realized I needed friends, not lovers kind of thing, but I ended up getting that through going on dates and hooking up with a couple of people. Um, they're both super awesome. Uh, we both... All of us think it's weird that we ever slept together at this point. Uh, But we've maintained contact and stayed in touch and still great, great people who I love. Um, And then I got into serious debt, and my mom saved me, I guess, from it. She, She helped me out, gave me a loan, and I moved up to Auburn to sort of start over again. This was in 2013. I was doing a... I had just... Kind of gotten into online dating, so I had set up a uh, an OKCupid profile, and on Reddit again. Reddit is the fucking devil. <laughs> there was a thread that was like, "Hey, we'll rate your dating profile," and I put it on, and then that's how I met uh, my wonderful wife yeah, back in 2013. She had I'd seen through my Reddit. Uh, she'd mentioned something on Reddit like, "Hey, change this picture, and you're good," and then I had seen that same name in my okcupid okay thing and i just sent her messages like hey how's this you know she was like oh it's fine and then just sort of started chatting through there um moved to emails skype phone calls shit like that
1: that's so appropriate considering like he like steven met you through facebook
0: yep
2: i met you through, through twitter through twitter and you met your wife through okcupid slash reddit
0: yeah and now, and I should say that uh, I was living in Auburn, Alabama. She was living in Vancouver, British Columbia. <laughs> so, like, she is Canadian through and through. And, and So you
1: had to really, like, win her from afar?
0: Uh, kind of, sort of. Like, we were super friendly with the chats. It was, it, again, we were just chatting. Um, she had recently seen a... Like a documentary on West Point or something like that, and for anybody not familiar, Canada has very little interaction with the military. They they don't have a very big military, and it's not super prevalent in the world. So she had questions about the American military, which I was like, whatever, cool, I'll answer whatever you I got. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> was like, I, so I just through chatting about that, I learned about Canada. She learned about the uh, about the U.S. and then. Turns out we had a lot of similar interests, jokes, you know, and just became very good friends. Um, and this was in July of 2013. You know, messages got flirty, dirty pics back and forth, stuff like that. But and You
2: were dating someone at the time?
0: Not yet. So I met her in December of 2013. Uh, I will not be saying her name. Um, no. She would not like that at all uh, if she ever heard this. But she was... Um, great girl who I did an unfortunate thing to and that was that in probably two years of dating I had still maintained for for a while I tried to stop with Leanna um but it was one of those things where like I love her but she lives far away and so we were in kind of one of those weird situations so I, it was just like secret secret internet girlfriend the entire time um and, and we always kind of had a don't ask don't tell policy going because we knew that we were seeing other people through, well, this, yeah, through of the course, course of this that's... but kept kind of coming back to each other and that sort of weird thing always maintain contact um, so it was actively like emotionally cheating absolutely emotionally yeah. cheating on her and that was not great where'd you guys talk uh, through was it Facebook or? Facebook Messenger yep we've uh, got that's, that's man dangerous. dude we've got I, we cause we're in the process of getting her immigrated into the US uh, and as part of it we had to establish like kind of establish the the legitimacy of our relationship mm. we've got like four to five hundred thousand messages going back
1: that's really romantic
0: it's crazy (laughs) yeah
2: and that stretches back into 2013 Uh, yeah
1: wow yeah
0: it's fucking ridiculous we still use messenger primarily to talk to each other like if we're not in the if we're not if uh, if i'm at work or something like that then we use messenger because it's what we're used to
2: now when did you and your wife uh officially get together
0: so I met her once in 2015. She came down. I was in I was at a military school in Texas, and she flew down for a weekend, and we hung out because I had the weekend off. Um, we went to South by Southwest, which was cool. That is cool. Uh, and then she spent two weeks in the summer in 2016 uh, when I was living in Mobile. She came down, which was awesome. We spent two weeks together. It was amazing. I showed her Mobile. We went out to... Uh, New Orleans for her birthday. That was the night of the Pulse nightclub shooting, so we remember it, unfortunately, clearly, for terrible reasons. Um, And then in... At at the end of that two weeks was when I was like, I fucking love you. I am mad about you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Did not tell her that at that time. I waited because I knew that it was going to create issues um, just because of, again, the distance and everything like that. Yeah. So then... 2017 I found out I was going to go to on my third deployment to Kuwait for a year and I knew that at the end of that deployment I was going to have money I was going to have my own place I was going to be in a position where I was like hey we can get you if you want to we can get you from Canada to the US we can be married we can do this
1: you can mail order her.
0: yes absolutely I can mail order you Um, she was not crazy about the idea She's very like, I can't leave Canada. Did she I? think like Mobile's cute, but living in Mobile? Kind of. Yeah, she kind of had that, that outlook on it. But she loved Mobile. Uh, again, mostly for the people that I knew, um, people that we all know who are just awesome people. It's one of those things. Mobile is a great city because you can walk into any bar downtown and you're going to know somebody.
1: Yeah, it's like it's incestuous, but you're also gonna like well not I keep saying Alabama's incestuous. No, I don't mo- mean no. it like
0: yeah. that. Well, Mobile, Mobile is so- socially incestuous Mobile is
1: socially incestuous.
0: And that's been that's been a weird thing for me too, is cause when my when my girlfriend found out about my now wife, she booted me out of the house at like one AM on December twenty second. Is fucking early. So I I drove to my dad's house in Mobile because I didn't know where else to go. I didn't have anywhere else to go. Uh, and then I just settled back in Mobile. You know, I lived in his spare bedroom for a couple of months and then I, you know, got enough money to go rent a house. And that's, that's how I got back to Mobile. Um, and I was dating again. Eventually I started dating again, going out, hooking up with people downtown. And now it's really weird because I've, I'd maintained my long lasting relationship with my wife while I was going out and hooking up with people Mm. because that's what we were doing. That was just the nature of our relationship. But again, we kind of had that understanding. So now when I go downtown and I see all these people (laughs) I was hooking up with, like, and I couldn't explain to them, Oh, this is just this. Yeah. A lot of them kind of, you know, a lot of them kind of understood it, but you know, I'd go on two or three dates with somebody. And then the whole time I was still talking to Leanna. So it's one of those things where I feel, And Leanna's your wife. Leanna is my wife, where I feel like a piece of shit because I was probably leading people on unintentionally. But at the time, there was no way that we were going to be, again, we were still secret internet boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So, So you would kind of jump from person to person while the underlining, uh, vibe in your life was always going to be... It was always... Yes. Leanna. Yeah.
1: You couldn't really make an investment in anybody.
0: I tried, uh, but it was one of those things where it was always not as much of an investment as it should have been. Again, I treated... I mean, we, look,
2: I've been there. We, tr- we've all been there.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: why... That's why I feel weird going into alchemy, yeah. literally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's why... I mean, that's why I've felt weird going into most places in this town. Now, granted... It's been a few years since I, like, I've personally like, because I was in a relationship for four years, and when you're in a relationship in a town like that, a town like this, for that long, any kind of bad vibe you had when you were in your early twenties, it kind of passes because everybody's fucked up enough, yeah, and you've kind of been out of sight, They've out of mind. Done
1: like much fucking worse.
2: Well, I know that for <laughs> in a the
1: fact. Intervening years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That
0: that has always been one of the cool things I've liked about Mobile is that whatever everybody does way fucking worse. Yeah. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever shitty thing you've done, somebody's doubled it and everybody's kind of come back to them. But it, it is one of those things where people are understanding enough that if you were a shithead one year and you know, come, you come back and you're like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I was a shithead. And they're like, all right, cool. Come on in, have a beer.
1: It's refreshing just to get an apology, honestly.
0: And that town. <laughs> that's been one of the, my big things with people is that I've, always kind of prided myself on owning my shit and there's a lot of people who i've and you know what's big about apologies though sometimes not doing it because if i'm just apologizing to make myself feel better then oh, that's equally as selfish
2: it is oh it's like when you're in a relationship with someone and you break up and then the guy or the girl decides to take it upon themselves six or six months to eight months later and just say hey, I'm just checking in on you. If you're doing that... Oh my
1: God, that's like every three weeks with my ex-fiance. Every three weeks.
2: If you do that, you know going in damn well that you are doing that just to gratify yourself in knowing, well,
0: they responded, so they're clearly... And you'll know know it
1: because they're not sorry about the right things.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm sorry that you feel this way. It's like, no, that's... No, that's yeah. not an apology at all. My yeah. ex
1: wrote me a letter saying basically that he's sorry that my education came between us. Hey.
0: <sighs> Listen, I'm sorry that you had to be one of those modern women who can read.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You're not
0: far off.
1: So uh you're coming up on a year of marriage.
0: I am. We're, we're Congratulations, what day? Uh July 31st. Harry Potter's birthday. Oh my god. I got married <laughs> in July as well. Oh. It got caught. It, Got caught in one of the single worst uh, rainstorms I've ever been in 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 almost thirty years of growing up in the South. One of the single worst rainstorms I've ever fucking seen. Was it in Pensacola? It was in Pensacola, and it was fucking huge. Like, like we were taking clothes off in the car because we were just drenched.
2: That's still
1: romantic.
0: Yeah, it was fun. We we uh, we laugh about it. We thought it was hilarious because we we wouldn't have gotten stuck in it had we not stopped for lunch at this place we saw. Mm. But like we had to park our car like four blocks away to get there, so we walked to the restaurant and then like as we we're leaving, just boom, sky fell and like three inches of rain happened in like three hours.
2: <laughs> well, catching up um, now to present day, you guys have been married for almost a year. Almost a year. How have you been as far as, again, there's the tendencies that come and go with kind of bouncing back and forth. Have you been able to keep it kind of grounded as far as your own, like, wandering eye, you know? And
0: especially with the military situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've been awesome. Um, I have behaved myself fully. I've not had the i guess the desire or the want i love her very much and that has being being with the one you love and it goes the it goes all the way fucking corny but yeah it really really does wonders now i i never say never i'm never gonna be like i'm never gonna do that again because then you look like an asshole twice but if if i I, we're also comfortable enough and in our situation with with each other and with each other, that we talk about fucking everything we've discussed, and and this was the thing uh, I'd spoken to you about is to the point of while I was when I was in when I was overseas, she was still living in Vancouver, and you know she had alluded to like a date that she'd gone on, and I was like, well, tell me about it. Just talk to me about it me hear what it is and now that turned into a, a completely different thing mm-hmm. at one point uh but i i wanted to he- I genuinely wanted to hear just that she was doing well and she was happy and that has that openness uh has 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 gone through the rest of our relationship she knows more about me than any single one person does and it's it's it it goes a long way to just talk just fucking if I don't want to tell them that fucking tell them just put it out there if they think you're weird then let they them don't think want to be with re- you. yeah it's yeah. put everything out there not like on a first date but open up to somebody and, and really
1: especially like you guys have been online talking since 2013 yeah and one thing I know about those online conversations is sometimes you can get so much deeper oh with absolutely a person yeah Than you can like there are things I can tell online friends. I can't tell anybody, even though they might know it. It's like I can go into a kind of meandering depth.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There is there's always going to be an anonymity when it comes to talking behind a screen to someone. And sometimes it's easier to pop off and be an asshole. And sometimes it's easier just to kind of like a confessional. Oh, man. You know, it's, it's, it was
0: it, and it was it's also just super refreshing to get some of that shit off your chest and to talk about it. In, and, in any
2: way that you can. Yeah. In any way. Um, typing it, writing it down. Just putting it out into the ether, though, just to be heard or read by someone. Yeah. And it will make you feel better. Again, that's a selfish thing. That's and You telling everybody else about the shit that's happening elsewhere, is it going to make the other people who are involved in it feel any better? But, but it's it, a give
1: and take. It's yeah. A, it's a, a step. a good online it's friendship. It's a step. You, people... I have kind of a negative view of technology. I'm a bit of an iconoclast. I've never owned a smartphone. But, like, I fuck with it because you have to. And, I mean, I I like things that, like, Facebook and stuff has to offer and Twitter and all that. But I think that we sort of downplay the level of intimacy, the special level of intimacy that really, like, we grew up on, you know, using... Using AIM and LiveJournal and all the early internet shit. Fucking,
0: like I, still, I still get a, a little like a, an ooh when I hear that clicker, like that that <laughs> logging on noise. Uh, that's, that's, takes me back. MSN Messenger and Yahoo chat and shit like that. You've got
2: mail. Uh, You've got
0: mail. Files done. <laughs> he- hearing files done yeah. in
2: 1998 was oh God, like, gives I was, boner. oh God. But it, I think, honestly,
0: assuming. You look at uh, boomer relationships, and there's always been this like, I, not to paint with a too too broad a brush, but a lot of parents cheat. And when I say parents, I mean like parents that would be adults that would be our parents' age.
1: Yeah, people o- over fifty. Yeah, older middle-aged people.
0: There was there was a lot of like stay together for the kids. We don't get divorced. This family doesn't do divorces. And a lot of that was religious. A lot of that was just the negative view of, of what divorce was at the time.
1: And that's why, you know, things like massage parlors, things like sex tourism, things like strip clubs are so normalized. Because, because
0: dad could go get his rocks off yeah. and, st- and keep mom. Or yeah. shitty, uh, shitty Fabio uh, romance novels.
1: Yeah. But now you can have, you know, a boyfriend uh, in Nigeria who has your credit card number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my prince is going to come for me one day. And I can say that I, I, I'm
2: so thankful that my parents were young. And they were, and they were young enough to do the marriage thing because I was on the way. And then within two and a half, three years, they were done with each other. Yeah. So I got to grow up with my mom and my grandmother and two aunts and have this amazing different kind of upbringing than i would have had i been raised in the same house as my dad which i'm thankful for and i love both my parents but hey they've both fucked up i damn yeah I mean, i'm yeah i think most of our parents
0: oh yeah my mom's on her fifth marriage my dad's on well, his third
2: my dad's on his third <laughs> my mom's on her second my mom's managed to hold one together for almost 20 years so nice good job mom dad uh, he's been on the third one since 2012 yeah, so that's
1: not bad. That's not
2: bad at all. You know? Making it.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's like a celebrity. That's good for a Ben Affleck.
2: <laughs>
1: Which we all are, Ben Afflecks.
2: Oh, you and I are, definitely. Yeah.
1: Oh, we have a theory that every friendship has a Matt Damon and a Ben Affleck, and the problem with me and Steven is we're both Ben Affleck.
2: Okay. What did we say? We're both the uh, the spirit of uh, 77, 76?
1: 76. Oh, yeah, and my other theory is that every human being alive has either had sex or with zero people, four people, 12 people, or 76 people. That's
2: one more number than you named on the last I didn't
1: episode. name, yeah, yeah. I said, including the virgins, even though they're not real people.
2: Yeah. So we've decided
0: we've had sex with how many? 77.
1: 77
2: people.
1: 77.
0: Yeah, I'm in the 76 range. Yeah,
2: we're loose. We're loose.
0: Hey, man, I was I was slutting it up for, like, I, I came back from Afghanistan. I had, I was fit and I had money. Fuck, dude. It was, it was terrible. Oh yeah.
1: What's the most people you've ever fucked in like a weirdly short unit of time, like 24 hours or a week or something?
0: Three in a week. Three in a week. Three three in one week. That's respectable. Not at the same time. How about you? I've never I've never unfortunately that's 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 one of those plateaus I never got I never one of those peaks I never surmounted. Look, sometimes it's hard to
2: know where to begin and where to end. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes. um,
1: Sometimes you got a week off.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how about you within the within the span of the
0: week?
1: Uh within the span of a week? Oh gosh. I mean, I know I've had two in 24 hours before. No, I've done, I, I know I, I played that game.
0: Two two of the ones were in 24 hours and then the third came like a day later.
1: I think I've definitely had three in a week.
0: Definitely. Um last year I had moved back
2: into the neighborhood where i had been living in the previous relationship and I had moved back into the neighborhood and pretty much immediately had like I'd felt the wave of like freedom that hit me like okay mm-hmm. I'm, in oh, my, I'm I'm back in my I'm back in my zone. Not only am I am I, like, I'm, I'm a go
0: get my fuck on. Yeah, I'm in yeah. my zone and
2: I have this place that I can do whatever. This is nice. Finally in my adult life I feel like I am not um not chained to being I don't have to chained, but not being like Chained to a relationship,
1: beholden, or, li- yeah. or
2: living with family, because God knows if you have like somebody, you know, it's just dogs and cats and everything. It's just so much shit to get past. <laughs> so, yeah, God, I had that one. I had a night where one girl left, which was unexpected, and not that she left, that she came over anyway. Came over, did the thing, laid the pipe. She's gone. I'm about to go to bed, and another one messaged me. Nice. Said that she was going through the area and wanted to hang out.
0: I didn't get a chance to shower. Ugh. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's rough. Did you it's at least rough. sink wash it? Oh like, yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah, yeah, wait.
1: Yeah. Did you eat pussy?
0: Both times. Um, yeah. No.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, selfish. It's real time, selfish yeah, of you. No. I had. A, I, well, I've had a couple close ones, I guess, when I've hooked up with women. Because I feel like if you're hooking up with a women, a woman, a with, women, the women. with the women's, um, I mean, I feel like it's going to be easier for the guy to identify that smell, but then mm-hmm. he also might just think, oh, my girlfriend smells like pussy all the time. <laughs> 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 she has one. It's like, well, why would this be on my face right after I got kicked out of this bar?
2: No. That, <laughs> and you were kicked out of the bar. Why?
1: Oh, this is actually a different bar I got kicked out of. This oh, was wow. in New Orleans. Same girl. This was in new Orleans. Um, (laughs) we got kicked out of the bar and this was bad because her boyfriend's like cousin or something was the doorman and he let us in even though I was underage. Nice. And then, uh, we like, I don't know. I decided I was going to fool around with her. Um, and we went to the kitchen area. There was like a closed kitchen area. Oh, at the bar. that's
0: that's not not sanitary. sanitary.
1: I feel bad, but you know what? I was nineteen. This is what happens. Everything that I did stupid when I was nineteen, including the mustard fight at fucking Music Box.
0: Yeah,
1: I justify it, which is like this is why. It's illegal to bring me into this bar.
0: Yeah, there's there's a really good uh, old 97 song called 19, and it's, like, the whole, the course of the, the whole point of the song is, like, I was only 19, like, of course, of course I did stupid shit, I but was here's only 19. the thing,
2: there are things that I did when I was 19 that I can look back on now and go, oh man, that was shitty, but again, last year, that happened to me within the span of, like, an hour and a half, and... I would say, or it was around that same time. I don't think
1: that's shitty though. Oh, I don't know.
2: It was around the same time. Because
1: we're serial monogamists, you know, and so we have these
2: outbursts. I know. I it, well, the, the whole point of that all was, I, I think I did four in a week. It was like definitely I might three. have done four yeah, in a week because I forgot
1: about threesomes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did five. No, I've never, yeah. never, ever. Three, three, three in a week was it? And
2: and but I can also say that like once I get my hooks into a relationship where the relationship gets its hooks into me, um, I'm usually pretty good about staying on the path.
1: Everything not, fucking falls away. But not mean?
2: always. It always eventually kind of... I don't know. I don't want to say it always eventually crumbles, but here's the fact.
1: Well, it has so It part. has. Yeah. Every relationship
2: that I have had up to this point has been a failure at some point.
1: And that's why you're a fascinating specimen to us.
0: And it's it's... Definitely been the same thing. I think and normally this is not the case. I think us having been essentially we're best friends and it's it's fucking stupid to say it, but we're no, each it's, other's it's best, absolute best friends. Not
2: stupid to say it because sometimes you really can not find those people. Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, it's one of those things where us being such good friends and then going into like, hey, we can do this. Let's work together and let's make it happen. Like it's it's just we're you know, we're in the truest sense of the word that I've ever felt, we're partners and we are, you know, not, we're cut so much from the same cloth uh, that it's, it's spooky and it, it, we've got divergent but similar experiences, mm. uh, it just in growing up and, the, and where we grew up that it it's, I've never felt it with anybody else and I can't imagine feeling it more with anybody else.
1: And she bakes for you, right? She
0: fucking bakes for me all the time. It's great. I'm getting fat. I'm so happy.
1: That's really hot. Yeah.
0: She makes cookies and shit. It's awesome.
2: Through all the crazy back channels of life and circumstance and right place, right time, you guys found each other. Oh, yeah. And that is, that's, that's a moment that makes life just kind of open up.
0: Like, it's 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 definitely one of those things i'm not in any way a religious person but it is one of those weird like oh fate fucking lined up in all of the right circumstances even through me screwing things up at times Still, the um, perfect domino still, effect of one thing after another because there was there's actually we joke about again joke about it now at the time it wasn't so funny we uh i had just kind of i ghosted her for a while because i was like i just moved in with this girl i can't do this to her and this is super terrible and I don't want to be a bad person but I don't know how to explain this to her at the same time and so um, I, I legitimately just like a ghost her for like two months <laughs> and then one day I was just like hey how's it going and she's like well look who came crawling back yeah. <laughs> well we talked about feelings and everything like that and we you know kind of rekindled that friendship and then it just fucking skyrocketed from there.
1: What advice would you give um, to people getting married?
0: Uh, be super open about everything. Don't spend a shit ton of money on the wedding. The wedding's not important. The The friends and the experiences are. Have a have a small, cheap wedding and a fucking killer honeymoon. Have a good reception and a good honeymoon. Spend your money on that. Or, don't spend money on any of it. Go buy a fucking house. Do you know how expensive weddings are? Wedding dresses even? Just... Yep don't do it. It's not important. Weddings are, again, it's one of those things we've put on this big pedestal. We've let, uh, consumerism run hold of and, and just make it crazy. But more than all that, that's my weird financial advice, which never take my financial advice, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm bad at it. Um, talk about everything. Don't be afraid to have any conversation. Like if you're ever like, I can't bring that up, then like you need to examine why, and then talk about why you don't feel like you can talk about something with somebody that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with. Ideally, the person that you are, again, you, you know, tonight's the night to become one. You know, you're, you're, you're pushing your lives together in, in, in such an intimate way, outside of sex, deeper than sex, deeper than anything else. You need your partners, your, She
1: left Vancouver.
0: She left Vancouver. We We left Vancouver on the day weed became legalized. That's how I know she loves me, is that she flew to Mobile, Alabama the day she could walk into any street corner and get weed out of a shop.
1: I feel like that's how we get a lot of, like, that's how we catch new blood because Mobilians are kind of worldly enough. Just worldly enough. Yeah. We can attract people abroad and then we lure them in.
0: Yep. Or we go out and then like, you know, it's like, oh no, we're losing all these people to Mobile. Oh no, they're back next year. Okay. Like they come back. Yeah. Like, (laughs) we're
1: like birds. Yeah. Like, I'm going to move to L.A.
2: I'm going to move to York. I'm going to Austin.
1: I'm moving to New Orleans with my new boyfriend.
2: <laughs> I'm going to get married and move to England because she's going to school there, and I hope this works out.
0: That's a little bit personal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <Too> <laughs> little A little yeah. bit too real.
1: I broke yep. up with my college sweetheart because he was ready to move to Mobile for me.
0: And he was like
1: a Los Angeles guy. He was on route to move to New York. And like, it was, it was actually a good relationship. It was one of the only relationships that I can say, like that was a good relationship and we supported each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was falling apart in certain ways. Uh, and we had both graduated college by that point. And like, I was kind of stupid. I was kind of stupid. I wanted to do this thing where like, I went back and, like fucked all the people I kinda wanted to bang in high school and couldn't
0: Oh man that yeah, did it, yeah. I I missed my I missed my window on that, but there's like three or four that I'd be like, Hey, what's up? I talked to my wife about it first, but it'd be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> you,
1: <laughs> at Facebook you can literally just like that's what I would do. Just hey. Hey, wanna smoke?
2: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs>
1: Want to sixteen
2: quotes
0: around the word smoke.
2: (laughs) Want to smoke is another one of those like Tinder buzzwords. We were talking about you know things you see on there. There's always the The um, Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. But there's also like smoke friendly or four twenty friendly. Four twenty friendly. Honestly, honestly, I just don't want any games and kind of want to smoke. You know, like that's definitely. I just want some
1: free weed.
2: <laughs> I should put that on mine.
0: Yeah. See how, see how that does for me. Smoke me out and dick me down, kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs>
1: At the same time, Oof. I only had a Tinder for like 24 hours, and I had it when I, I first moved to Mobile about like four years ago, following, like immediately following an abusive relationship. Like, Oof. I jumped out the window, jumped over two fences, ended up in Mobile. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try Tinder because I had just completely missed the whole online dating revolution. And I was on it for 24 hours. I put on my profile, I have one of these things now, so I guess that makes me a sociopath. And that's all I put. And then I got like 80 matches. Wow. And then I deleted it because I'm like, this is Satan.
0: I, I'm i fascinated. I'm truly fascinated by a woman's experience on uh, any kind of dating app or even just social media, but specifically dating apps because... I was on OkCupid okay long enough that they made me a moderator twice. So anytime anybody flagged a message or anything like that, it would come to me. and the shit people would send each other. Mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? like, and I'm not talking just like unsolicited dick pics no, which, no, which are I not get it. great, but I like, get it. Fuck you, whore! I'll come over and rape your family, and yeah. that's like an opening message. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm anticipating the rejection.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Again, that goes back to the idea of anyone can say whatever they want because you're not looking at them. Yeah, and you don't really know where they are. It's
0: terrifying to be to be a yeah. woman on the internet, and, and this is me. Like, this is my SJW fucking. You know.
1: Are you caping? Is that what they call it? Is caping. that a word?
0: Quit, uh, quit virtue signaling. Um, but like you know, again, like I've I've got uh, women friends who I video game with, and anytime we're in a chat, a party chat or something like that, and somebody hears, or and, I mean, to be fair, not to be fair, it's shitty. But one of one of the girls' names is like uh, nerdy blank girl. I don't want to put the whole thing out there, but mm-hmm. like it's her, it's nerdy her occupation girl and she's video gaming like people see that and they're immediately just like hey hey hey, are you hot hey nerdy nerdy are you hot and we're just like jesus christ man fucking stop just fucking stop she's not gonna she's not gonna show you her tits on playstation live you know it's (laughs) not this is not gonna go anywhere you're gonna look like an asshole we're all gonna make fun of you and then we're gonna leave like, this is...
1: It's weird, because there's, like, there's a place to go do those things. That's why, like, it was really weird when I quit being a stripper, and Cam, I started... Cam4.com. I started waitressing after my, being... MyFreeCam.com.
0: No. <laughs> yes.
1: But I started waitressing after stripping for a long time, and it would piss me off just, like, the way waitresses get flagrantly hit on all the time. The oh, yeah. The way it's expected. The way sexual harassment is normalized. I'm
0: only in town for a day. Here's my number. No. But fuck it's you. Like,
1: and I didn't mind it at all. I mean, I didn't mind getting my ass grabbed when I was a stripper because it's like that is what I'm here to sell Mm. that is what I'm getting paid and compensated
0: selling I'm selling the fantasy of sex here but it's like a
1: five dollar tip that's not that's not when I'm making two dollars an hour like you know what gets me real wet 10 (laughs) percent
0: 10% Ten percent on a sixty cent cup of coffee. That and Mobile
1: has this shitty culture because in New Orleans, New Orleans has like a be nicer leave philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like if you show up to a restaurant and you're a piece of shit, they have a philosophy that is more centered around protecting the waitstaff rather than the, the customer. Co- customer. Mo- Mo- Mobile Mo- Mo- puts the
0: yeah. customer on a pedal, unfortunately, a pedestal, and it is. And I've been. Lucky enough to work... uh, I've been in the service industry for most of my life. When I'm not doing military stuff, I've been either a waiter or a retail associate of some sort, and I've worked in some really, like, shitty... Corporate environments where like the customer's always right. We don't greet our guests; we welcome our guests. Like fuck out of here with that. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they're they're guests, not, not customers. Not customers. This is not a transaction. This is an experience. If this is you a sales experience. At your house right now, they would be at your house yeah. anyway. Like you would still be having this conversation because it's real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, and I mean it. I've there is a really there's a little bit of a resurgence coming up, and that's been good. Uh, in in some of the smaller businesses, being like, no, fuck that, get out, leave. But unfortunately, within that too, a few places there's been some instances where it's not been that good.
1: I feel like Yelp has more power here, probably, yeah. than in New Orleans. And you know, just someone has, I had a bad experience. This is not what I expected.
0: I walked in and nobody like immediately get, went down on me that's not I, I expect more service from my service industry professional oh
2: roles. working in the hospital um, we all I mean we look at our patients very much as customers um, because they are I mean they're spending a lot of money whether there's their insurance or out of pocket they're yep. spending a shit ton of money and there's an idea that when they come in they can do or say whatever the hell they want to and you will walk, watch a patient walk up the stairs in front of the place through the front door all the way down the hallway get into our office and go I need a wheelchair. And then when we don't have a wheelchair, pitch. And what kind unholding. of a hospital
0: doesn't have a wheelchair for somebody that needs a wheelchair? Exactly.
2: Yeah. And we deal with that on an hourly basis. Sometimes and multiple times.
0: There's there's our one office. I think Zoomers are killing it, which is good. Um, I think that millennials are fighting it, which is great. Uh, I, I, I want to say it's more of a gen x boomer kind of expectation is that when you go in like I, i'm gonna, you're gonna hold me to the highest standards because nine times out of ten if i was ever dealing with somebody shitty they were older and again yeah. i'm putting a lot of like I'm, I'm shoveling a lot of shit on the boomers yeah, but they, suck. they, <laughs> they fucking hashtag suck
1: not all boomers
2: but hashtag most boomers hashtag
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and some Gen Xers, and it's weird because, okay, I've always kind of looked up to Gen Xers. Because if you remember, when we were, like, little babies in the early 90s, those Gen X kids were really cool. They were. They were really awesome. They still have the same band t-shirts. They all do. They still have the same band t-shirts.
0: Culturally, they had cool shit. They they had, like... but And even if you look at some of them, like, um... Uh, the Lead singer of some big band that was like a punk, like the lead singers of the punk bands now, like mm-hmm. they're all in their fucking 40s and 50s,
1: and they're still doing they're still dressing the same, doing
0: the exact same thing for the most part. Or they're like, Well, being conservative is the new punk rock. If you, anyone who says or that's aliens, an asshole,
1: or I'm gonna be really into aliens and I have to quit Blink 182 for a while, to get <laughs> a <conventionally laughs> be aliens. Yeah.
0: but yeah, no, there's uh, as a lot of Artists are getting older. You're seeing them veer very conservative in a weird way. Uh, like Rob Schneider.
2: What? Yeah. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude
0: ha- has blamed the California Democratic Party for him not getting m- more mainstream film roles. And honestly, if it wasn't for Adam Sandler, I don't think he'd have any mainstream film roles. At well, yeah, because
2: Adam Sandler keeps booking him in all the
0: Netflix movies. Yeah. But and, I mean, Adam
1: Sandler's a good friend.
0: Adam Sandler's a great friend. Yeah. But it's one of those things where uh, even. Even Chris Farley, before he died, he was stumping for Newt Gingrich. So you look at a lot of, if you go back... He was also on a shit ton of cocaine. Yes. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. But if you go back and look at some of the Gen X idols, uh, some of the bigger Gen X stars, there was, and it was a different kind of conservatism than it is now, but they, a lot of them lean super right. And it's weird. And and as you're seeing um, younger generations come up, we're, we're... Tending to get more uh, more left, which thank God. But at the same time, we're fighting thank the God. likes of like uh, you know fucking four chan shit posters who think that uh, uh, we need a, a, a Trump dynasty all the way up to Baron in the White House at this point. What's crazy about
2: four chan and things like that? Even Reddit. If you asked my mom about either of
0: those, I bet she's never heard of it. No, never heard of. Either. Absolutely not. Yeah. My dad tried posting on Reddit for a while. Uh he had seen me doing it and he was like, ah, I wanna try that. And he got too mad at it. Like mm-hmm. at the people mm-hmm. what the people were saying and he was like, I had to I had to leave. I couldn't I had to I had to quit.
1: Even like some of the better Reddit groups, sometimes the moderators are so overzealous. It's like like everyone will be making jokes and if you make the wrong joke they can't just like oh hey like tell you like hey this is like a line we've kind of drawn in this community they've got to like shit pile you
0: yeah it's pretty unfortunate yeah
1: um i like reddit though because it's anonymous like i like twitter because on twitter like i'm a podcast like i'm not a girl yeah on instagram i'm a podcast and i'm not a girl
0: i like your i like your artwork on twitter by the way
1: Thank you. That is Oliver of So What I miss Podcast, which is me and Stephen's other podcast where we watch the series finale of shows we've never seen.
0: See that? I just gave you a plug. I know you plugged from the beginning, um, but there's anything going on right now that you could be
1: uh, looking out for.
0: Uh, Look out for a Patreon. We're about to try and get uh, some money going into this thing. We are looking to do some live shows and we're trying to get in touch with some different conventions. We've gone to a couple of conventions since we started this. Yeah. Uh, just check out, uh, www.rebrew.tv for all of our, all of our stuff. Um, we are on Spotify. We are on Google play and iTunes. Um, and look out for us on Patreon coming up because we're going to have some cool stuff happening.
2: And are you in your own
0: Twitter? Uh, yeah, uh, at call me cookie is my Twitter. And Genevieve, you are at?
1: I am at S-W-D-I-M podcast.
2: And you can uh, just look up Flash Medallion on Twitter and or Instagram, and you'll find me there. Uh, Stu, thank you so much for coming over here and having this conversation with us and letting us into your head a little bit. Thank you, yeah, you guys I, for inviting me. I, I it feel was... like we know you so much more so much more than we did beforehand
0: it was cathartic this was a lot of fun I really appreciate it and uh if I, I'm sure I'll get some of you guys to come through and uh do some chats I, I'm gonna try and get Stephanie to uh to come explain Zoomerism to me a little bit better okay yeah. if, she, if she can show Stephanie up to work Stephanie
1: always be rolling clips <laughs> alright alright Tracy who's replacing Stephanie today go, go ahead and roll us out bye guys take off Thank you.